0: You're listening to a podcast by the Center for Action and Contemplation. To learn more, visit cac.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel, as written to us by Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. And he said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers. Go on your way. Behold, however, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals. Greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace, Shalom, to this house. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on you. But if not, it will still return back to you. Stay in the same house, eat and drink what is offered to you. The laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat whatever is set before you. Cure the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off. You know this, yet know this. The kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing. And they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have seen Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice because the evil spirits are subject to you Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. To give you a really good understanding of this really rather important gospel, we would need an hour. But I promise you I will not take that. I'll just give you what we call a tease. I hope it teases you enough. Uh, Do you know that 90 to 95% of the blessings and the curses and the warnings and the judgments and the praises that are written in the Bible are not issued to individuals? They're issued to cities and to Israel itself. Evil, Evil is, first of all, corporate, systemic, cultural. We see here several allusions to that. It will be more tolerable for Sodom. We thought Sodom was as bad as you could get. Apparently not with Jesus. He says the ones that it will really not be tolerable for are those who have a spirit of rejection. The only thing Jesus rejects is rejection. Check it out. And places who have an attitude of rejection, that's what we might call today a culture. So that's the word we use. And every one of you have been influenced, as have I, by all the cultures I've been a part of. The first one and the most important is your family. You tend to think like they do or you tend to be in total reaction against them, either for good or for ill, but they're controlling the show. You wanna be exactly like them or you wanna be nothing like them. (laughs) And neither of those are a position of freedom. But then you add on to that, maybe in this case, your Hispanic culture, South Valley culture, Catholic culture, women's culture, men's culture. Uh, We're we're all given a whole set of unwritten rules. This is the way you do it. And it exercises much more influence over you than the Ten Commandments do. Sorry to have to tell you that, but uh, the Ten Commandments do not really guide our lives. Once, as we see happening now, lying is legitimated and normalized, it becomes rather easy for the individual to tell lies and not feel an ounce of guilt about it. Hmm? Evil and blessing are first of all held by the group, now you see why I think it should take an hour to explain this. But most of us weren't trained to think that way. We attributed all evil. You're a bad person. You're a selfish person. You're a nasty person. Maybe you are, but if you <laughs> I don't care much about it because the real nastiness is held by the group, the family, the office the school, the societies that you're a part of. And Jesus is, first of all, addressing the groups. Like he says, and this is rather shocking, but you can check me out. Now, if you were Protestants, you really would check me out because you're Catholics, you'll just take my word for it. (laughs) Jesus says, damn you, Corazon. That's the name of the town. Damn you, Bethsaida. Damn you, Capernaum. All all names of cities. Woe to you, Jerusalem. It's the collective that he is trying to change. And that's what this advice is about. Let's just pick out several examples. Uh, First of all, he sends his disciples two by two. Why? Because the message is about relationship. And relationship can only be communicated by two. One, like me standing here, it's just a lone preacher. Why should you believe me? But watch how I relate to other people. Then you know who I really am. And that's true of every one of you in this room. And the gospel message is not about believing ideas, it's how you relate. And cultures are created by people given, who are given rules of relationship. They're largely unconscious, they're largely silent. We just pick them up. In this school, it's okay to say curse words, let's say. In this school, it's okay, or in this family, it's okay to talk about other people, which we call gossip. I know families where that's completely unacceptable. You never talk about another person if they're not sitting right there in front of you. And I know an awful lot of families that that's about all they do, (laughs) is talk about people who are not in the room. That's a cultural agreement. That's where we sin first. And it doesn't feel like sin. Thomas Aquinas said, We only choose an apparent good. We first of all agree that it's not bad. And then we all do it without an ounce of guilt. War itself. War is good if it's protecting America. Kill all the people you can, kill thousands. It's wonderful. We'll have a parade in your honor, as we learned a couple of days. Was that yesterday? Let's pr- celebrate death. You see, there it's good, but then you come back home and it's bad. We don't want you to kill people that's how split we are in our morality and why the Christian people are are very confused it's okay to do it as a group to be greedy selfish lustful deceitful arrogant proud but not as an individual you can't have it both ways and Jesus is telling the group to shape up. And That's what we're up against now. We're living in a very, and I'm going to use the word, sick culture. American culture is sick. And I say that after preaching in 45 countries, and after a while you get to see healthy cities and towns, happy city and towns, and towns and cities and countries, that are just filled with negativity, filled with resentment. Jesus says, say peace to this house. If a peaceful person already lives there, it will rest on them. If not, don't worry, it'll return to you. You have nothing to lose. If they don't accept your peace, shake the dust from your feet. Don't carry resentments, unforgiveness, and negativity with you. If someone speaks ill of you, that's their problem. Don't join in the game and become as stupid as they are. She talked about me, so now I'm going to tell everybody else in Holy Family Parish how terrible she is. Now you're equally terrible. Do you know that? Most people don't. Most people don't. They get their clues from the group. And somehow the gospel has lost its ability to transform culture, to change groups, to change underlying attitudes. He says, if you have a healthy culture, whatever town you enter, you will be able to eat whatever is set before you. Now, this was to a Jewish culture that couldn't eat a whole bunch of things. But Jesus says, if they're serving it to you, eat it. Don't offend anybody by saying, oh, no, I can't eat that. I know I'm offending all the vegetarians in the room I right know. <laughs> it's really it's so simple in a way. And it, twice he says, Know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. When you hear here, now, not later, not when you go to heaven, when you can live with that kind of freedom and that kind of acceptance and that kind of forgiveness and that kind of kindness, you're in the kingdom of heaven now. And he says his final words in this particular passage Do not rejoice because the evil spirits respond to you. Simply rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What a simple promise. If only we could all trust that, that our names are written in heaven. It's all taken care of. The problem is solved. You don't need to decide who's right and who's wrong, who's Catholic, who's Protestant, who's black, who's white, who's Mexican and who's Canadian, who's gay and who's straight. Our names are all written in heaven. And then we have no one to judge, darn it. How are we going to get through another day without someone to condemn, someone to eliminate, someone to exclude? And here it's happening right on our own border. And the whole world is watching aghast at the great United States of America. But most of us, myself included, largely go ahead living our life like it isn't happening. Because culture, the culture from the top says it's necessary. If the big guy says it's good, I guess it must be good. If the law says it's right, it must be right. That's not what the saints and martyrs said. They said there's human law and there's divine law. And divine law, forgive the misuse of the word, divine law trumps human law every time. And people don't seem to know that. They're trapped in human laws because they're trapped in human cultures. You are invited to live in a larger culture, a larger world that Jesus calls not the kingdom of America, but the kingdom of God. We've all got a lot of growing up to do, me too.